Hello, Freedom Fighters. Welcome to tonight's Facebook Live. I have an amazing guest speaker tonight. I have Adrian. He's our tax specialist and land tax specialist amongst many different things. And tonight we're going to discuss land tax changes that could cost you millions. So if you can hear me loud and clear, I'd love it if you can just type in the chat g to g good to go so that i know that you can hear us loud and clear if you are watching tonight's session live hashtag live and if you are watching the replay hashtag replay so adrian over to you tell us about these new land tax changes and how we could save money on it or how it could cost us right so um uh in particular we're looking at um land tax changes in victoria and uh and what is, there's been some uh, temporary land tax surcharge introduced, uh, apparently about the COVID-19 debt to repay all of the money that, that the government, the Victorian government has wasted. And, Another uh, one. <laughs> We're going to uh, pay for what happened during COVID. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, for, for, what I find funny about this is that this is a temporary land tax surcharge. Now, I'm going to... Um, play a little bit of tax trivia with people. Um, and um, uh, uh, so I, forgive me if, if you, this is either the most boring or perhaps the most interesting thing that you've done, um, but tax trivia. So um, I'd like people to play um, at home and I make some comments and I'd like you to tell me which Australian tax, this is not an obscure one as well, this is an Australian tax was introduced as a temporary measure um, and um, so tell me which tax and when was it introduced all right open the floor for comments mm -hmm. please also Any comments or if you've got questions mm -hmm. type in the chat your questions so that we can get those answered and and the relevance of this is is like we, we we look at history we can see what's happened in the past and look to see what might happen in the future and um, so we have this temporary land tax surcharge in Victoria, and um, what happened? Um, you know, do, can we trust the government? Who out there trusts the government uh, that this will be temporary and they will get rid of this? Uh, and so once we get to the answer of this, um, this very famous Australian tax. You know, this is not obscure. This is not like you know mineral rent resource tax. Um, you know, this is not. Um, is something that's common that everyone knows and it was introduced as a temporary measure um so do we have any any comments we do we've got the murray river levy we've also got the murray two river lever I, I like that i'd like to say can we think can we think bigger two eight three super tax two eight three super tax yeah 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 let's um let's 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 go bigger i want to go we're going to go bigger something something you know, this is not a small tax. It's not an obscure tax, uh, it, but this was a tax that was that was promised to be a temporary measure. Mm. I don't think we have any other comments. Just don't have any other comments. Okay. Um, uh, so we're going. So it's um, actually income tax. <laughs> in, income tax. Income tax. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, income tax. So the you know um, uh, up to forty seven and a half forty seven percent that you're paying out of your salary that was introduced 
as a temporary measure. Now, okay, when was it introduced? Can anyone guess? I mean, you could Google it first. Well, we've got a comment here. Ah, that old chestnut. Uh, we've got another uh, stamp duty is another one that's been put stamp out. Duty, uh, stamp duty. No, stamp duty's been around for a long time um, and was not supposed to be a temporary measure. Um, when do we have income tax? Ooh. I would like to think I would know this, but I'd be only guessing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say maybe 2020. 2020? No, we've been paying income tax for longer than that. Oh, I've been paying income tax. Oh, I thought there was a, a, a change to the no, income tax. No, 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 not a change. Not the whole income oh, tax. The whole, okay, here we go. Yeah. We've got 1901. Oh, okay. I, I, I like that. That's clever. That's a very clever answer. Um, uh, and it was... Uh, I. Uh, I'm thinking through that answer because it, it, it's that's when we're that's when Australia was federated, um, and that's not right because in, um, income tax, even though it was a even though it's a federal tax, um, it didn't used to be. So you see, what happens is the taxing powers are actually held by the states, and actually under the constitution, the states have the right to levy income tax. And in World War II, the states referred it off to the um, uh, 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 to the Commonwealth government. So the so the Commonwealth government now has the power to levy income tax. Before that, it used to be the states, and the states introduced or uh, and um, but the, the the first income tax in Australia, the fed, there was the first federal income tax, um, was introduced with the with the um, permission of the states as a t as a temporary measure when. So we've got one comment from Scott, 1884. We have <laughs> another one that says late, late 1800. Sorry, you've just come up I as like, a Facebook user. <laughs> I like that. So um, uh, we're, now we're a bit too early, but these are good answers and, I, and um, that makes, a, makes a, a, lot of, a lot of sense. Um, income, federal income tax was introduced as a temporary wartime measure um, oh, 1915. Who's got that? That's Scott. That's our Great Scott. Great okay? Scott. Bam, like, uh, 10 points to Scott. 10 points to Gryffindor. Um, good work, Good work, Scott. 1915. Temporary temporary wartime measure, 3%. And everyone thought, wow, that's a lot. 3% of my income I'm going to pay in tax. That's so crazy. Amazing. And now we, and, um, we pay 47%. Wow. Now, so... Based on that history, a hundred years of history, uh, we might expect that a temporary tax is probably not that temporary. So, uh, what? Because once the government starts receiving that money, they're going to keep it. So that's my first. That's my first piece of skepticism. Now, what's what's happened in Victoria is they have reduced the land tax threshold from three hundred thousand dollars to $50,000. Let me just explain what that means. So um, in every state, land tax kicks in at a threshold. So, uh, and um, uh, now, you know, in South Australia, it's 25, uh, or, uh, in, in certain circumstances, it's 25,000 or otherwise it's you know, 350, 360,000. It, it changes across each, each state. 
but the idea is, is that a small piece of land is exempt and 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 um, taxes are progressive um, and there's and so you know the, the just like our income tax the higher income you're making the higher rate of tax there is uh, and uh, now what's what they have done in Victoria is um, they've they have slightly increased the maximum rate by you know 0.1 percent but then they have reduced the thresh the, the, the threshold um, and you know, and so you'll start paying land tax even with fifty thousand dollars worth of of, um, of property now so one thing that's interesting about this from a practical perspective is that uh, actually I had a client the other day who um, um, has a very expensive apartment and um, uh, uh, a premier you know apartment at the top of the building and um, I got their land tax bill and um, it was $500. I was like, what's happened? Is there a mistake there? Now look <laughs> at the land value of this apartment. It was $50,000 and because on, on this massive tower or the, the bit of land that they have is this tiny little piece. Now, so what that means, um, uh, so the way land tax is calculated is it's not taxed on the um, entire value of the property it's taxed on the value of the land. And that's a little bit weird because what they do is, what the government does is tries to calculate how much your, your property, your house would be worth if there was no house on there. So if all the improvements are removed, you know, the house, the, the, the garage, the, you know, the, the, the trees, everything was knocked down and, um, and and you're just taxed on the value of the land. Now that's kind of a difficult thing to for them to calculate because there isn't that there's lots of sales of houses and apartments and units and so on, but far fewer um, sales of vacant land. That's right. Now, so there there are calculation problems, and so often the value of the land can be can be problematic. But what happens? is they'll calculate this value of the land and so that's you're assessed on that so you might have a five hundred thousand dollar you might have purchased a property for five hundred thousand dollars but but it could be that the house on that is worth three hundred and the land is worth two hundred mm. now in most states you'll have an exemption for um your principal place of residence and for, I'm going to ask that. Is this just for investors or is this yeah, just for not clients as well? Like, is it for both or just one? So um, it, it hits um, land tax is primarily um, charged upon investors. Mm-hmm. So all those holiday houses that Melbournes have, investment <laughs> properties or second, third properties in Melbourne, look out. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, what they... Um, what the governments are, are hitting is aspirational, um, um, you know, uh, aspirational investors. You know, people who have one, two, five, ten, twenty. You know, what if you own a shopping centre? This won't really change your your land tax. Right. You know, like if you own a hundred million dollars worth of property, you, know, you get it'll be a little bit more. But because because it's not changing the headline rate, or it's changing the headline rate by 0.1%. percent. So just but, a, just a quick question on that. So mm-hmm. if you're a, an investor living in Melbourne, 
is this land tax only for properties that you own in, in Melbourne or, or in Victoria or could this extend to properties you have interstate because you live in Melbourne? Um, it's based just on the properties that are in Victoria. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm like, Woo! I'm so blessed that my property portfolio is interstate right now and not in-state. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad idea um, from a land tax perspective to have um, a portfolio across, like, uh, you know, around states. Now, um, let me just, I'll, I'll come to the reason why, but um, uh, the way this surcharge works is, let's say you had a property that's worth $500,000 and it's got $300,000 worth of house and then $200,000 worth of land. Now, previously, you know, this investment property, you wouldn't pay tax on there because it's below the land tax threshold of $300,000. Now, um, you're going to pay tax, um, you're going to pay $1,000, uh, $975 tax a year um, on that $200,000 piece of land in a $500,000 property. Now, so that's going from zero to $1,000 approximately. Like that's a, you know, that's a big whack. It is a big whack. I mean, is there any way we can mm. save money somehow or is there any loopholes around this new land tax? Yeah, well, that um, because I'm conscious that we've got about five minutes left, uh, Adrian, mm. before we're going to head off to our next uh, private group for our members. But is there anything that we can do to save to save money? Well, so in um, uh, what you should be doing to save money um, with, with your land taxes, you should be planning these out before your purchases. Um, land tax changes and it moves slowly. Uh, it, sorry, change, it changes and it does move, but it moves slowly. So you can you know, predict what's going to happen and how much you're going to be taxed. And particularly when you go to buy your second, third, fourth, fifth, property and, and so on, you need to be conscious of land tax because the, the the more properties you have, the higher rates that you pay. Yes. So if you're, you know, um, uh, so, so suddenly you, know, you might have um, one property that's got, you know, no land tax, like it's below the threshold, and then you purchase your second, and then the value of those two are added together. If you purchased it in your name or the same name as as your first property so what might happen is when you get to your second third fourth properties you want to be calculating how much land tax there is going to be and then perhaps you want to buy it in a trust perhaps you want to buy it in a you know, spouse's name or someone else's name and there isn't a cookie cutter answer because thing because um you know, in some states for example in south australia the default answer is going to be you're going to purchase every second third every every additional property in a different name yes uh, first one for husband first second one for wife third one perhaps jointly fourth one um you know, maybe in super fund fifth one and so on gonna be gonna buy you know, by default in a, in a in a separate trust whereas um in new south wales you're going to pay a surcharge range of tax land tax if you purchased it in a discretionary trust so you really have to think through the, the, the planning. Now, planning is not hard, but it's something that you do need to manage. And yeah, once you purchase a property, then to change is going to incur stamp duty, you know, roughly 5% of the value of the property. Yes. So 5% of the value of, the, of that land plus the house, because stamp duty is on the entire value of the property, whereas land tax 
is on just the um, uh, is is on um, uh, just the land component. So I'm guessing that because this is land tax, that if you have a, a primary place of um, your own occupier, and then let's say you have a second just piece of land with no house on it, you'd still be paying land tax on that vacant land. Yeah, you, vacant land, um, you're going to be paying land tax on, you know, your holiday home, um, you know, but, um, you know, people don't realise on when they, they'll purchase their you know, because you don't pay land tax on your principal place of residence. No. Uh, then, then you well, well, typically, if it's in your name, um, there are circumstances when you can pay tax on your principal place of residence. Um, and um, um, so, but when you purchase investment properties, this is a really important thing to consider. And uh, and when you start purchasing properties two, three, four, five, which is where your rate of land tax can go up that's when you have to really pay attention yeah i could imagine so victorians out there start thinking ahead start planning work mm -hmm. up the numbers i mean are there any other options that well so you know um um some simple things um changing changing who's the who is the owner mm -hmm. you know, so you have the you, know, you might have your wife uh, the first one and the first investment property and um, husband for the second one, and then perhaps jointly, you know, depending on the state, uh, you might be able to separate out the properties. Then um, um, uh, another thing is purchasing through trust. Another thing is purchasing through different, um, uh, you know, in different states, because the value of land in different states is not aggregated. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if you had one property in, you know, in Victoria, New South Wales, one in Queensland, one in South Australia, one one in West Australia, and so on. They're not going to be, um, um, we um, where you know they're they're not going to be aggregated together, and so it's kind of that's a that's a little bit of a loophole there, like being able to uh, plan that way. And in fact, Queensland uh, was in their in their state budget last year announced a way of closing that. And um, what they were going to do is, is they were going to calculate Queensland land tax based on the value of property interstate that you held. Um, yes. And so then that would, that would go up. Now, that that was so bad, and they scrapped that, fortunately. Yeah. But, Ooh, um, we had a win there, guys. Big win. <laughs> So we're going to wrap up. If you've got any last questions, bring it in because Adrian is going to jump into our private members group so we can go into this land tax in a lot more detail. I love this comment. Looks like we need George and his team more than ever before. Absolutely. I do know we had one question earlier that um, I'm just going to bring that up. Somebody wanted to know, are there any agendas um in reference to New South Wales with um, land tax in the future that you know of, or is everything? Yeah, well, um, so uh, so New South Wales budget is in September, so we don't we, we're not going to hear their budget for uh, another six weeks. Um, but uh, New South Wales, they're trying to um, increase their land tax and reduce their stamp duty, and trying to transition away from stamp duty to. Um, a, a, a land tax. Now that's um, ACT has announced that, and it's got a was it 10, 15 year phase in period. Um, but I would be looking to that um, in you know um, a switch to land tax um, in New South Wales. And I would say 
probably over the next 10 years around Australia, I would expect higher rates of land tax and the possibility of a, you know, a movement from stamp duty to, um, uh, to, um, to land tax. And that was another thing that was announced in the Victorian budget. Um, they have done that for commercial property. They're going to, um, commercial properties will transition to a new system um, of an annual property tax um, from, from 10 years after the day's trans transaction. So instead, uh, so there'll be an additional 1% like annual land tax, but you won't pay stamp duty. Wow. So, um, uh, that, so perhaps we can talk more about that in the uh, Our next group. Well, thank you, Facebook uh, Freedom Fighters out there. Thank you so much for tonight's session. I hope you got some great little um, nuggets out of that session. Adrian, we've got to get going to our private members group mm -hmm. so we can go into a bit more detail. Mm -hmm. So thank you, everyone. Have an amazing uh, Thursday and looking forward to, to next Thursday. All right, Adrian, I'll see you in the ship. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Arlene. See you. Bye.